This is The Motivation. Episode of Jujitos Coast to Coast, the podcast that talks about what's important on and off the mats. We've been super lucky recently to have some freaking awesome interview interviews the last couple weeks. Thank my cuz, he's been working extra hard on that behind the scenes, and we're working to get on some more pretty soon. But today we're gonna do another edition of 40s with friends. We got some fire ass topics. We're just gonna blow your freaking mind today. I promise you. I got Mr. Enquadados Jiu Jitsu himself, Fonzo, cousin Ann joining us. What's going on, players? Nothing much, man. It's Friday night. Uh, feeling hella good now. Work week is done. About to chill and get into some cool-ass topics. I'm happy to be here with you guys and hope all the listeners out there will enjoy the show for today. And how you doing, man? I know you're 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 traveling, but uh, how, you, how you been? How you doing? I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing all right. Could be better, but I'm trying to think of all the positives uh, to keep me going. I'm out here in the middle of nowhere, just entered back into California. Waiting for some aliens to come and give me a visit as I'm driving back home. But, uh, yeah, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Looking forward to hearing what you guys got to talk about. All right. All right. Be careful. Sweet. Be careful. Yeah. Will do. What about you, Frank? Uh, I'm doing great, man. It's end of the week. I got – I'm talking to you guys. It's, it's, a, it's a good night. It's a great night. I'm ready to get into these stories. All right. Um, so I guess I'll go up first, man. And I'm, I mean, my story is just, it's just, it's out of curiosity more than anything, just like most of my stories are. Some I just started reading in. I'm like, you know what? I wonder what the fuck that was about. Cause I don't know about you. You probably remember this topic, but when I was a kid, it was like a, it was fucking everywhere. Right. Like, um, if you scratch you... it, it doesn't make you gay, bro. Just, oh, okay. Was that the, that right. question? Was it that one? No, no, no. no. I, I resolved that long ago. But thanks oh, for okay. the reminder. Yeah, thank you. No thank worries. You. Appreciate yeah, that. No worries. Nice. All right. Cool. All right. Um, no, dude. But this this topic is. Um, uh, do you guys remember hearing about acid rain and shit back in the nineties and eighties and nineties? Well, I remember that shit would terrorize my dreams. Yeah. Do you remember that, Aunt? Um. So, anyways, um, I remember that shit when I was a kid, and you know, some of you out there listening might remember this shit from when you were younger. Um, and if you're relatively young, you might not remember any of this shit because they just stopped talking about it. Like it just seemed like all of a sudden, like people just like forgot about fucking acid rain that was supposed to ruin our fucking lives. Um, and actually, remember? Um, did you ever watch this movie? Um, Double Dragon. They made it into like a live action movie. Do you remember the video game Double Dragon? Uh, yeah, I used to play the shit out of it. Yeah, that shit was fucking dope. But do you remember the movie, the live-action movie that they made? <sighs> I remember that it was awful, and it made me cry, so I didn't finish <laughs> watching it. It was terrible. It was terrible, but I loved watching it when I was a kid. I don't I don't know. Uh, but anyways, dude, in that movie, uh, they, they, uh, it, it's funny because, like, they live in, like, a, like, a, like a society in the future or whatever. And like one of the things that they have to do is protect themselves against acid rain. And like, you know, people's like, like clothes melt and shit. And like, they can't go out cause it's fucking, it's it, like, it's raining and the, the, the rain is all fucking acidic and shit. So I thought it was hilarious. 
Um, and that actually kind of freaked me out when I was a kid, and it's just it's hilarious now to, to look back into it because like nobody gives a shit about acid rain anymore. So I started thinking, like, what the fuck happened to acid rain? Right? So to those of you who don't know, acid rain was a phenomenon that was like a big deal, like throughout the 70s, really hit its peak in the 80s and 90s. And what it really was, it was like an environmental issue where um like really the rain was actually becoming acidic just like it sounds and the way the reason why it was becoming acidic was because of like pollution and shit in the air um so just to kind of give you a little background as to like what fucking acid is and how it you know why it's a big deal um so there's a pH scale right and not to get too fucking sciency or whatever but like regular like purified water is neutral and that's like you know what doesn't it's not acidic and it's not basic yep it's seven like that's purified water so that's perfectly balanced meaning if you drink it you're cool nothing's gonna happen to you and to a degree like to the right or left you're pretty much okay you know like drinking it or touching it or whatever for example frank what do you think ocean water is at in terms of in the ph scale by the way the ph scale is between zero and 14 so seven Mm, is clean water that's right in the middle what do you think ocean water is? Probably like a is it like a ten or something like that? Uh close. It's 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 an eight. So it's like right right next okay. to pure water. So it's pretty close. Okay. And then um, you know, at the way far end of the base scale on the other side of acid, opposite of acid, is the fourteen, and that'd be like Durano. That shit is fucking mm-hmm. like nasty some shit, right? Nasty shit. And then on the very low end. On the severe acidic scale, on the zero side, you have, like, hydrochloric acid, which is, like, will fucking burn shit. You know what I mean? Like, if you put your finger in, in hydrochloric acid, it's fucking melting your skin off. So, um, lemon juice, for example, which is pretty acidic, is, like, a two, like, Super. two-ish. Yeah. Right? It's pretty acidic. Like, if you – I don't know yeah. if you – yeah. So, anyways. So, normal rain is slightly acidic, like regular rain at a regular day, it's like it's a five. So it's like more acidic than, than pure water, but not too bad. Like five is still okay. Like if you yeah. drank drank yeah. a five, you're fine. Like you can drink lemon juice and you'll be fine, you know, or a little bit, but you don't want to drink lemon juice all the fucking time. You can put lemon juice on your talkies. You'll still be you'll be all right. Right, but you don't want to drink a gallon of lemon juice. Definitely so, not. Um that's a bad idea. Yep. So, anyways, acid rain at at the time at at its like height in the eighties and nineties was like lemon juice type, dude. It was like between one point eight and like two point three. That's how bad the acid oh, rain was. Yeah, yeah. So what it was doing <laughs> back then, dude. So what it was doing back then it was like it was like fucking up like lakes and streams and shit. Like fish were dying. Like, there was a stream where, like, normally, like, fishermen would go in and catch, like, fool, you could catch, like, a hundred salmon in a single day off that stream, right? And when that, that, when that water became polluted, motherfuckers weren't even catching 12 a year. Done. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. That's so, man. That's awful. Yeah. So, so that's how bad it was. And what was causing that, that, um, the uh, the acid rain was like the pollution, and mainly it was three types of pollution, and it, they all came from the same thing, like coal burning, like those factories and shit that burn coal for for fuel. Um, one of them mm-hmm. 
was CO2, which we still deal with now, carbon dioxide. But there was other two two other pollutants in that in that time, Ni- uh, uh, nitric acid and sulfuric acid. Those were other pollutants that were released into the um, into the atmosphere. Um, so you know why why was that going on? Well, fuck, man, like pe- people need shit. You know, what I mean, we need power, we need clothes, we need cars, we need. So that all comes from burning all these all these um, th- this coal or whatever that we need for the power. Um, and of course, like, you know, for fucking over a hundred years, like nobody gave a shit about acid rain cause it wasn't really a big deal for a long time, but all of a sudden it became a big deal. We just started hearing in the news and all this stuff. Um, so, you know, people started taking it seriously and like scientists started taking it seriously. They're like, so what do we do? How do we handle that? And at first, you know, you had politicians who weren't too happy about de- uh, regulating this coal and they're like, nah, we're going to. You know, we're making money, right? Our economy's strong, and all this other shit. And we, if we do this, then we're gonna go. You know, like like coal companies are gonna go bankrupt, and people are gonna lose their jobs, and kind of the same shit that we're dealing with now with different climate issues, right? Not to get too controversial or anything, but you know, same arguments that we're hearing now about certain other things. Um, but you know, what's what's kind of worth noting here. Is that uh, G.W. Bush? So, you know, the recent George Bush, George Bush Senior, the dad, um, ended Bush. up signing. Oh, old, yeah, old Bush. old Bush. Yeah, he ended up signing the clean uh, or updating the Clean Clean Air Act, uh, which made um, incentives for coal companies to clean up their their coal burning. So, like, it didn't close them down. But like for example, they like they switched to different types of coal that didn't produce the nitric and sulfuric acid that were the most harmful. Um, they also put filters on their fucking um, uh, uh, and on their smokestacks or whatever, so that the the nitric, uh, nitric acid and the sulfuric acid and, and the CO two would be trapped in that filter, and then they could just dispose of it without it being released into the air and shit. So all that stuff started happening. There was like. Canada and, and the United States had an agreement to reduce these, these emissions and shit like that. So, like, there was all kinds of, like, and not, it wasn't just the United States. It was other countries, too, that kind of made similar adjustments. And over time, it just fucking worked, dude. So that's really why you stopped hearing about it. It fucking worked. So it just um, went away. Yeah. So, you know, right now, like, our rainwater is not bad. Like, uh, yeah, there's still a, a shit ton of fucking CO2. Right, because we haven't really dealt with that situation, but it's not in the clouds anymore. It's not in the atmosphere. Um, I mean, not the nitric nitric acid and the sulfuric acid; those aren't there anymore to produce the acid rain. So that's the reason why I went away. That's the reason why I went. Like it wasn't just that; like it was a fad, and people just got tired of talking about it. Like we actually did something about it. Um, not even as a country, but like the whole most of the world did something about it and they're like okay it's cool it's done it's dealt with you know what i mean so to me that kind of goes to show like yeah there's always gonna be pushback for certain things but look in the end we can get shit done and stuff does work and we don't go bankrupt you know people don't necessarily have to lose their jobs over shit like this and we can just make shit happen you know so i Uh thought that was kind of cool it was kind of like a little positive um you know, positive little spin on my childhood. You know, we spent so much time fucking freaking out about it, but in the end, shit got done. 
Nice. Dude, I remember as a kid, they like, it would come on the news and they would like choke like these little kids that were playing outside and ask and it started raining and it started burning their hair out. Or Dude, they would show like that. statues. Yeah, like statues that were like getting all burnt up and messed up because they were like literally melting from the rain. Yeah. And that's what I'm telling you. That's why I, I like that that movie, the Double Dragon movie. Like it's a lame ass movie, but I remember the, that scene where like the reporters talking about acid rain and people are running to take cover because yeah, it's burning their umbrellas and you know it just it's crazy because I remember being freaked out about that shit. Um, you know, I don't know. Guess we solved it. Oh, yeah, it was awful, man. Yeah, but yeah, but then right. again, I remember being. <laughs> but then again, I remember being freaked out about quicksand too. So, I don't know. Maybe it's not a. It wasn't as big of a deal as it, as it, we thought it's it was when we were kids. Maybe or did we solve? Watch maybe, maybe we solved quicksand too. It's gone. Bro. Look into Global warming. Oh, okay. Just dried up all the mm-hmm. quicksand. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. It's not viscous enough for this type of humidity. <laughs> when the barometer gets to forty percent, dude. The, the no metachlorian count drops too low. <laughs> Bro, you want me to keep going? Keep going, man. You got to school me. Let I don't me know. know anything. Let me about know, this. man. Let me know. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> I'm really yeah, I mean, foolish. I, I, just, I just thought that was that was kind of interesting, dude, just because, like, like, you know, it was one of those things that when you're a kid, like, you don't quite understand what it means. Uh, but you hear everybody talking about it, and you're like, "Okay, is this some shit that I'm gonna have to worry about when I'm grown up and stuff?" And you know, and to an extent, that's I guess, yeah, it was it was real, dude. That's literally like evidence for you to be like, nobody knows shit, right? Adults don't know nothing. When I was a kid, I used to think my mom and dad knew everything. They still don't know, dude. They're doing all kinds of crazy stuff over there. Who knows? <laughs> but nobody knows. No, no, that's true, man. Our rock, crazy miles an hour through outer space, hoping we don't run into other rocks and hoping that the aliens that might be probing Cousin Ann in the desert right now don't come and probe the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Boom. Yep. And if they do, at least they give us free cable. Just say or free Wi-Fi, dude. Can you imagine? What if they're like read a book? What (laughs) 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 kind of lame ass aliens are you? (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Sorry, Ant Man. I hope you're having a good time. Remember, just just let it be, fool. Just just relax. Just relax. Yeah. All right. And then get some beef jerky afterwards. All right, man. That's my topic. What about you? What do you got? All right. All right. Oh, dude, 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 everybody out there listening right now. Let me tell you, I have been doing some major research recently for this story. Just something that, you know, every once in a while, you know, Fonz, I like to read just random shit. You know, everyone's like, oh, I like to read the certain author or I only like to read these murder mysteries or I only look at Hustler only the May issue because that's when they do the milk and cookies ep- issue. Mm-hmm. I don't know, whatever. But I'm all over the place. I'm all over the place. And as re- and recently, I started reading books about athletes that Sparkling were like vampires, the, close, but not oh, in the day, okay. only in the daytime. 
Okay. Only okay. in the daytime. All right. So athletes that what? Athletes that were at the highest level, but they were basically like, you could almost say, were they even really there? But they benefited from everything that comes along with that. Does that make sense? Okay. So, for example, I got a book that was written by a guy named Paul Shirley, and it's called Can I Keep My Jersey? And I, I got about halfway through it when I realized, fuck, man, this is just his fucking diary, and he is boring. <laughs> so this guy literally wrote like a journal for this is what I did today and blah, blah, blah. And there's there was some cool parts, you know. For example, uh, he basically so what this guy is is he's a he was a basketball player journeyman. So he played like he had like a couple ten day contracts in the NBA. He played in Spain. He played in Greece. He played in Russia. Uh, he played here in the United States, like in the CBA. He played for the early G League at the time when he was playing. I think it was called the NBA Development League. Uh, a lot of his stories, uh, you, I mean, I'm not going to say you can relate, relate to them, but he did come to Fresno because back in the day, Fresno had a team that was part of, I don't know what they were, but he played against them. And he just talks about the, the how, like, basically, dude, he's getting paid to play basketball. You know what I mean? And he would make like one NBA con like one 10 day contract was like 10,000 bucks, dude, or 20,000 or something like that. When are you going to make that kind of money in 10 days, just playing basketball. And then on top of that, when they would go on the road, he would get to be like, they would, he would be in the hotels. They would feed him. He would get all the doctor stuff, you know? <clears throat> and then from there, I started reading another book called don't put me in coach. And it was written by a guy named Mark Titus. And Mark Titus is a white guy that ended up playing basketball for Ohio State like in the early to mid-2000s when they were badass and actually won a national championship. So this guy was like the backup to Greg Oden, who was like national player of the year, MVP the year they won the, the national championship. I mean, they were uh, – they had – I mean, out of the 10 or 12 players that were on that team, I think like six of them ended up going into the NBA. Fuck. And yeah. And so this guy basically just like he just rode the bench. But while he rode the bench, he created a website. And this was like in the early days of Twitter and all that. So, But he had like, I don't know, 100,000 followers. So every college he would go to, there would be people there that he would know. And he just. Hold on. Let me guess. He was selling his feet pics. He was selling bezels in a jar. <laughs> Even better. Okay, continue. My bad. He was ahead of his time. But, <laughs> but this guy was just having a, this guy was just having a good time. He kind of figured it out early on. He's like, hey, I'm not gonna get no kind of playing time, but I got a I'm at a good school. I got a good major. I'm going to get a good job when I'm done with this. And in the meantime, I get to do this. I get to be around all these high-level athletes, these cool coaches. I get to travel to all these schools and, and whatever. And if we blow teams out, hey, I get to play in garbage time. And that's what it was. So he kind of accepted the role. And uh, this that book was a whole lot better. So as that was happening, I had this crazy conversation with – some some co-workers and dude okay. you know me fonzo there is freaking nothing 
There is no one in this whole world that is more down to get paid for the least amount of work possible than your homeboy right here. You know that. <laughs> Remember? <laughs> and I'm sure that's everybody. You know what I mean? Everybody wants to win the lotto. Everybody wants to hit a jackpot at the casino. I mean, oh, whatever. You remember last year when we first started 40s and I talked about the the Silna brothers and they took on the NBA and they oh, made yeah, like yeah. all kinds of fucking money because they, yeah. they did that TV deal when nobody even knew think thought that it was gonna be anything big and it turned out to be worth millions and they made right. a shitload of money basically for doing nothing but being good, good at story. writing paper at yeah, it was cool, right? That's a great story. Yeah. They basically got paid because they were good at paperwork. And they hustled the NBA and got paid. Well, oh, today yeah. I'm I'm on that same kind of trail. You know, I'm I'm talking about individuals that played at the highest level, but ne- didn't necessarily make a big splash. They may have had some playing time, but it might have been slim to none. And they still got all the benefits from it. And the reason I started talking about this was because I mentioned my coworkers, and we started talking about a quarterback. That is actually the backup for the San Diego Chargers. I don't know if you know this guy, Alfonso. I'm not, I know you're not a big uh, football fan, but there's a quarterback named Chase Daniels. I want to let me look up really quick how long he's been in the NFL. Um, but he's been in the NFL for a long time, mm-hmm. dude. Well, while and you're looking that made, up, dude, he's ahead. 35 years old. Shit. He's 35 years old. He's been in the league since 2009. Oh, fuck. And a long ass he's time. He's made, yeah, 13 years in the league, dude. He's made $40 million. Fuck. As a backup. As a backup. He just I'm, signed I'm, a deal to be the, he just signed a backup deal to be the quarterback for the Chargers. And let me tell you, dude, the quarterback for the Chargers is a stud and he's super young. I think this is going to be like, his third year in the league. So the chances of him getting injured, I would say uh, they're not as high. They're not as high as like an older quarterback, but I would say that they're, they are kind of relatively higher because he does run around a little bit more, but he's super young, dude. He'll be ready to go the next week. This guy might have to play like three minutes of a game or the last five minutes. You know, Uh, let me, let me share some stats with you here. I just mentioned he made – did I say that he made $40 million in 13 years in the NFL as a backup? Yep. Let me break this down to you, dude. Let me sh- let me share your these stats with you. 261 attempts in 13 years. 178 completions. 1,694 passing yards. Eight – touchdowns fuck in 13 years think about that dude 40 million dollars doesn't one eight per, one quarterback do that's do five million dollars a touchdown what's that fuck. i was gonna say the stats look like maybe like a star quarterback's one year almost um no no, no. that's off no eight touchdowns in one year no way dude Peyton Manning threw like I mean, there's some guys that throw like I don't know what the record is, but it's it's either like in the low 40s or upper 30s. Holy shit! Okay, so, so shows I how much I know about in, football. In the 20s, you're decent. 
I would say, you know. So eight touchdowns in 13 years, you're fucking horrible. I don't know why you're in the league, but hey, congratulations for making $40 million in 13 years. That just blew my mind, dude. Yeah, no shit. So here's the thing, man. Oh, go go ahead. I was just going to say that. um, No, no, go ahead. That's kind of cool, though. I mean, like, I mean, well, kind of cool and not. Very cool. What what I'm thinking about cool is is that's cool about that story is, you know what I mean? Like you said earlier, like you, oh, you kind of accept homeboy. you you kind of accept who you are, right? Like, hey, I'm not going to exactly. be a starter. Like, I'm not going to be great at this per se. There's people who are better than me. I'm going to accept it. I'm going to do something else because it's cool that I'm getting to enjoy the experience. But I'm not built for greatness in this one area. Maybe I'm built for greatness exactly. in something else. Yeah. Imagine if you if Dana White came to you and was like, "Hey, Alfonso, I want you to permanently be the backup for the whatever weight class you want, and we're gonna pay you millions of dollars, and all you gotta do is kind of train if you want, because really you're the backup, and you only gotta have play if you're if you're the last resort. We might even get somebody else before you." Would you not take and by the way, you're gonna have to be at every UFC event in the best seat in the house, and you're gonna get seen by our doctors, and you're gonna get all the benefits of being the champ, basically. Would you not take that? I would say where oh, do I sign? Way, you're gonna get to live in San Diego. Yes, <laughs> I would say where do Whoa. I sign? Exactly, and- exactly, dude. Yep. So check this out. So then that. That made me that made that got me looking at other guys that might have done something similar to this. And I and I looked up, I don't know if you know this, the Raiders drafted a quarterback back in the early two like uh mid to late 2000s, 2007 actually, Jamarcus Russell. Jamarcus Russell came out of college, signed a major deal, was a number one draft pick, I want to say. He signed a six-year, $61 million deal with the Raiders. Of that $61 million, $32 million was guaranteed. So as soon as he signed his name, boom, $32 million to his bank account. Right. He turned into a giant piece of dump, dude. He gained all kinds of weight. He was lazy. He never wanted to practice. Let me give you, let me share some stats with you here. Um, in three years with the Raiders, he was three. He completed 354 passes out of 680. So that's a little over 50%. 4,803 yeah. yards. Dude, that's already more than in three years. He did more than Chase Daniels. So that's good, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah. 18 touchdowns, 23 interceptions. I did the math here. Eight at 18 touchdowns, that's 1.7 million dollars a touchdown. At 4,803 yards, that's he got paid six thousand six hundred and sixty-two dollars and fifty cents per yard. Per yeah. interception, that's 1.3 million dollars. All right. There's a story that one of his linemen said on a on a radio interview a while back. He said that the coaches thought that he wasn't watching game tape to uh, for to help him get better. 
So they gave him a bunch of tapes and they put, then they were blank and they asked him the next day, did you watch those tapes? And he was like, (laughs) oh yeah, super good. That blitz coverage (laughs) is awesome. I'll be ready for Sunday. Dude, how dumb and lazy can you be? How, how, why does that sound like something our old boss would, would tell us when we were used to work at the shop? Or would you? We did it six times. Did you guys exactly. watch that training video? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Give me that chainsaw. Good, man. <laughs> I got the kids working with the chainsaw already. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Two. Cool. Two more players I want to share with you. One, De Sagna Diop. I've never heard of this yeah. dude, and I I consider myself an NBA fan, a junkie almost yeah. even. Yeah, you you are you this are pretty played, up there. Yeah, yeah, I I like to watch. I like to watch, dude. This guy played twelve seasons in the NBA, two thousand one through through two thousand thirteen. He played six hundred and one games. He played for the Cleveland Cavaliers, the Dallas Mavericks, the New Jersey Nets, and I want to say the Charlotte Bobcats. In 601 games, he averaged two points per game, 3.7 rebounds, and 0.4 assists per game. Career earnings. Are you ready for this? Yeah. $47,024,084. Jesus. Dude, he didn't do anything. He literally did nothing but sit the bench for 12 years. Uh, amazing, but there's somebody that has it even better and even smarter. And this is going to be the last one I'm going to share with you guys. Have you ever heard of Bobby Bonilla or Bobby Bonilla day? Look that up. What's Bob? When is Bobby Bonilla day? I think it's like July 1st. That sounds, that sounds familiar. I can't pinpoint it though. So Bobby Bonilla uh, was a player, an outfielder that played. Well, I remember him as a kid. He was a badass player, not the best, but he was badass at the, at the top. When he was at the top of his game, he was playing with the Pittsburgh Pirates and Barry Bonds before steroids. When Barry Bonds was little, yeah. And uh, and after being so good with the Pirates, he worked out at, at the time was a freaking like outer space deal with the New York Mets. In 1991, he signed a five-year contract with the Mets that was worth $29 million. And at that time, people were like, what? That fool set for life. He, you know, yeah. but, and he, he is, but I mean, $29 million now, that that's not like, yeah, that's a lot of not, money. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But it's not $100 million or five. Like, I mean... A Rod yeah, well, signed like a two hundred and fifty million dollar deal. Right. Uh, Aaron right. Rodgers gets paid fifty million in one year. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, um, what ended up happening was he kind of fizzled out. He signed that giant contract, and he just he wasn't the same. You know, he's got all that money. He was probably getting a little comfortable and whatnot. And the Mets were like, "Dude, we got to get rid of this fool. What are we gonna do?" So they ended up trading him. And they worked out a deal with him. They owe. They ended up owing him um, five point nine million from what was left of the twenty nine million by the time they traded him. And they worked out a deal to push that back as far as they could. And they're like, "Hey, Bobby, this is the this is still like in the 
mid to late nineties when they were supposed to owe him this 5.9 million. And they said, Hey Bobby, you know what? Would you allow us to not pay you anything until 2011? And then starting in 2011, we will give you $1.2 million every year with 8% interest until you turn 72. Shit. By the way, he's only 59. He's currently 59. But every July 1st, this fool gets a check for 1.2 mil. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Why? For signing that contract way back in like 1991. Uh, and he's still benefiting from that, dude. How freaking smart is that guy? Man, all I can say is, man, if I was getting 1.2 mil every July, I, I don't know. You I don't know. You'd be dead, Alfonso. You'd be. I probably would. You're absolutely dead. right. You I, I'd be dead, dead all the just, way. Yeah, yeah. I'd be waiting for that for that 1.2 mil just to hit. Be like, all right, <laughs> dude. You would be waiting for July 1st, like a crackhead <laughs> waiting, or like a guy at the strip club waiting for midnight to hit so he can start using his ATM again. Fool, I'd be lined up. I remember right, that happening right morning, outside, right outside, say. right outside of Gold Diggers. <laughs> I'm good for it. It's midnight. I got it. Let me in. Midnight's right around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, check this out. So Bobby Bonilla has 13 years left of getting paid. 1.2 mil. That in just these next 13 years, that's 15.6 mil, dude. Damn. In just these 13 years. So count 2011 until he turned 72. Dude, this guy is a genius. Oh, I hope he's so healthy enough man, to, to, to make it to 72. <laughs> so he's already got uh, he's already got 10 years of, of 1.2. So that's 10 mil he already made. Over 10 mil. Yeah. And now on top of that, he's gonna get what I just mentioned. Nice. 13 Dude, hey, or 20. What did I say? Yeah. Tw I can't remember now. What were you going to say? Uh, I was just going to say that. 15.6 um, mil. Genius. 15.6. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, man, this, this also begs another question, man. It, it's like you got. Is everybody these, like, big bad franchises? These big franchises got so much money to pay people to do nothing. Man, that that it's ridiculous. That almost dude. makes me feel fuck like, dude, what am I doing? What am I doing? Busting my ass every day. Where? Yeah, these motherfuckers get to just chill. Uh, I know. I mean, dude. I know. But here's the thing: not to did say that they didn't they, they didn't work hard at one point, right? Like, there's a reason why they're yeah. there. Oh no, no, exactly, exactly. And that's another thing that I didn't mention. These guys were the cream of the crop. Up until that level, so all the way through high school, all the way, and most most of them. I mean, I'm sure the like Bobby Bonilla, that the the NBA player that I just mentioned, um, who of uh, Jamarcus Russell. I mean, Jamarcus Russell was a badass college player. You know what I mean? He right. he was a stud in college, but when he got to the pros, he just these guys just fizzled out. But they did do work, a lot of work, and a lot of good work to get to that level. So let me yeah. let me put that out there. I'm not. Completely blasting no, and, them. And, and I agree. I'm not saying I agree, I man. Like, 
it, it does take work and you know of course man any 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 person can't get anywhere with talent alone you know what i mean like you you got to you got to put in some work but at the same time i feel like man that's that's fucking it's crazy you know what i mean it's almost like like man you got you got all this money for 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 what yeah you know what i mean and like these companies got that much money like man what the oh fuck, yeah man? dude that's like the the last aziz azari um stand up on netflix did you see that yet oh i think so what, what was that? It's Remind super me short. It, was, it wasn't even 30 minutes, but he's got a joke where he's like, hey, stay home. We're going to give you money. Oh. For what? <laughs> next month? We'll stay home. More money. What about the next month? Stay home. More money. And he's like, what the fuck? You've had this? And they're like, yeah. You had this money this whole time? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. You could have been giving me stimulus checks this whole time? Whatever. Yeah. I still didn't yeah. get one. <laughs> whatever yep. alright yep. well that was that's all I got Fonzo man that's crazy man that puts it into perspective you know what I mean but you, you're right man like yeah, you're man. Thing. Some, you some, some people some, move, bro. yeah and then some people you know another thing that I took away from is like some people end up like chasing greatness and never really achieving it and then end up being frustrated or whatever and it's like you know what like sometimes it's cool just to enjoy the ride like you just said, you yeah. know what I mean? Like word, you, man, you, word. You're there. You does everybody have to be great? Do we all have to be great? It's nice to be great, but I just want to have, have to be. Yeah, exactly. Maybe there's other priorities in life. Maybe you just you know what? I'm cool where I'm at. I'm gonna enjoy what I'm doing. Uh, you know what? Word. Maybe some of these people got some, you know, they got families or whatever, and they're like, Hey, I'm not injured. I can live and provide for my family the way I want. I can take vacations. I can buy what I want, set my people up, and I'm cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. And that's, Heck yeah. And that's what it's about. So uh, I'm glad that you brought it because may, I think too many people focus on that. Like everybody's got to be great. And nah, I don't think we all have to be great. We just got to be good. You know? Yeah. As long as we're good. Yeah. Just have that. fun, man. Enjoy the ride. Like you said, enjoy the ride. Ooh. Good well, topic, man. I like it. it man. Yeah, for sure, man. Anything you want to say before we head out, Fonzo? No, nah, man. I just I just want to say good talking to you again. Listeners out there, hope you enjoy it and let us know your thoughts. Like, is it good to be good or is it we gotta chase greatness? That that's that's a good topic, man. Thanks. Yeah. Lots of things. Do we all gotta be Kobe Bryant? I want to be a Kobe Bryant sometimes, but sometimes I wanna be Chase Daniels. Yep. Bobby Bonilla. Just give me a white belt and no gi. That's all, I'm fine. That's all I'm asking for. <laughs> give me two rounds. All right. Just playing around. I'm playing around. All right, guys. That's all. All right. I'm sorry, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Hey, feel free to drop us a line. Drop us a message on our website, jujitetoc2c.com. We're working on it at the moment to shorten that up for you guys, so it'll be a little bit easier to find us. Uh, until next time, Jujiteros, keep rolling and training, and we hope to hear from you soon. Peace. This is the motivation. Uh-huh.